Well, friends, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53 is found on page 1053. Page 1053, Isaiah chapter 53. If you could turn there. Beloved, Isaiah 53 tells a story of a lamb who was slain so that each lamb here, right here, could be saved. And so follow along or listen. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him, cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and proclaim or prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities." Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Beloved, there is a story that you might know. It's the story of a father instructed by God to take his son along with him on a three-day journey to a certain mountain. And on that mountain, the father was told that he was to treat his son like a sacrificial lamb. God instructed the father, in fact, to sacrifice his son on that mountain. And the father obeyed God's instruction and led his boy to the mountain and then up to the mountain like a lamb to the slaughter. Now the boy had no idea what was happening. The boy was helpless. In fact, he was the one who carried the wood to build the altar for the sacrifice. His arms were probably tired and rubbed raw by the wood 
And he saw that his father had carried the knife and the torch that would slaughter and light the lamb on fire in sacrifice. And the boy wondered where the sacrifice was. The fire and the wood are here, father, but where is the lamb, he asked. And his father answered only that God himself would provide the lamb. And little by little, surely the boy figured it out when the father's altar was built, still no lamb. When the wood was arranged, still no lamb. And then when his dad took and bound him and tied him on the altar and raised the knife to slay him, it was clear, inescapably clear, that the boy himself was to be the sacrificial lamb that would be slain. But then, there was an urgent, heavenly sound of a voice bidding the father stop at once. Do not lay a hand on the boy. And there was the very earthly sound of rustling in a nearby thicket. A new sacrifice presented itself. Indeed, the Lord God had made a substitution for the one who would be slain. A substitutionary sacrifice in place of the Son. A lamb slain, a son saved. There's another story quite well known. It's a part of the previous story. And this story is about the fathers and mothers of two nations. The one nation was free. The other nation was enslaved by the free nation. The leaders of both of these nations, the free people and the enslaved people, were warned that their people's firstborn sons would be killed one night soon, that an angel of the Lord God would move through the land and strike down every firstborn male in his path. The story predicted that the next morning, as we would all imagine there to be, there would be loud wailing and widespread grief throughout the land for all those firstborn sons would be killed in the night. Now, only the leaders of the enslaved nation listened to the warning. They received their instructions from their leader who had received his instructions from God. The word came down from God, and that word spread to all the fathers and mothers of the enslaved nation. It was the word from God about a lamb, a lamb that the people were to slaughter and then roast and eat it, but not before taking some of the lamb's blood and smearing it on the posts and lintel, the doorframe that is, of their houses. The, wood was, the, the word was, that is, that when the angel of the Lord saw the blood on the door frames, the angel would pass over that home and no more blood would be spilled in that home. No one would be struck down in that home. So that night came, and all the boys and men who were firstborn slept helplessly in their beds perhaps never dreaming what would happen next. What did happen was that many firstborn males were struck down, slain that very night, but not a single one was killed whose family wiped blood from the sacrificial lamb on the doorframe of their house. 
these little lambs lying in their beds, fast asleep, were passed over by the angel. They were saved by the blood of the Passover lambs painted on their door frames. The Lord God, you see, had made a substitution for the ones who would be slain. A substitutionary sacrifice in place of these sons. Lambs were slain. Sons were saved. And there is yet another story. That, again, is part of these first two stories. This one is about a man who lived about 30 or so years on this earth. Quite interestingly, when he was baptized, his baptizer referred to him as the Lamb of God. Look, the Lamb of God, he said. He was a lamb just like us, someone's son, just like the men and boys here. Someone's child. And just like those other stories, he is someone heading toward a slaughter. In fact, hundreds of years earlier, it was said about him as we read that he would be led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he would not open his mouth. And as his life went by, it became clear that the path his life was taking indeed would intersect with a human race that was filled with hate for him. For him, a lamb, mind you, just like they were lambs. His life path intersected with theirs, and when it did, he made himself helpless. But no one else stepped forward to substitute their own life for his. No one stepped out from behind a thicket. No lamb's blood was painted on the door frame so he could be passed over. When his life intersected with theirs, this lamb of God was nailed to the intersecting beams of a cross. The lamb of God was crucified, slaughtered, slain. This lamb of God, as I'm sure you know, was the substitute for us. We had a punishment coming because of our sin. This Lamb of God was the sacrifice rustling the thicket in place of us. This Lamb of God was the blood that caused eternal death, damnation, and separation from God to pass over the doors of our hearts. This Lamb of God was the sacrifice in place of any son or any daughter who knows and trusts the Lamb. Any child of God. It's the story of the sacrificial lamb. God the Father's son was prepared to die, give his life, shoulder our sin, bear the curse, and endure and cool the wrath of God against sin. God's own son, the lamb of God, in place of every helpless son and daughter here today. The Lord God, you see, made a substitution for the ones who would be slain. A substitutionary sacrifice, his only begotten son, in place of all his children whose sins put him to death. And when this son, his son, the Lamb of God, was slain, his children 
were saved. And there is still another story to come. It's the final chapter of the story we've been hearing, and this story never ends. It's found in the book of Revelation chapter 5. It's the story again of the lamb who was slain so that each lamb here could be saved. Would you listen to it? Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Beloved, we eat and drink by faith today what God himself has provided. God's own son, Jesus, the sacrificial lamb of God, slain for us, slain for our sins, and now risen and ascended and reigning forever in heaven. The lamb of God slain. The lambs of God saved. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful that throughout your word, on every page, we hear of what you do for us, how you are a faithful heavenly Father who loves us so. And we're thankful that that story from page one to the end, includes the story of a substitutionary sacrifice. The Lamb of God slain in our place because that slaying, that slaughter was heading right towards us because of our sin. And you said no. I will substitute my only begotten son. I will substitute 
my son as a sacrifice. And that lamb was slain. And we, the lambs of God, we little lambs, were saved. Thank you for that word that fills the word of God. And as we eat and drink by faith, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, may it become so clear to us what Jesus did, how he substituted himself for us. And may our hearts be filled with gratitude and praise to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.